Hello, my friends. Happy 2023, if we haven't already spoken. I hope you're doing well. You're probably listening to this podcast because you are preparing for the PMP exam, or perhaps you are already a PMP. Well, if you are already a PMP, let me say congrats to you and thank you for tuning in. And I will make a quick request for you to please hit that like button on whatever platform you're on. After all, you got certified from this. Listen to my podcast, the inspirational messages. So I would appreciate that. If you are taking the exam, I have got a very simple quiz for you this morning. Question one. You are a scrum master. What are your roles and responsibilities? Now, I would expect you to say things like coach the team in Scrum, coach the entire organization in Scrum, remove impediments that the team may be facing, facilitate certain events at the request of the team. I would also expect you to say allow the team to synergize and decide, you facilitate. Question two, what are the roles and responsibilities of the product owner? All right, so the product owner, I often say is the chief value officer. You do know that the Scrum Master and the product owner are roles in Scrum, just in case we're not already aware of that. Well, the product owner's job is to be a type of chief value officer that is the custodian of the product backlog. So firstly, the product owner understands what the customer is trying to achieve. They understand the products the customer is trying to get out. They understand why the customer wants certain features and functions in that product. They understand the user stories coming from the customer. They may even be involved in crafting some of those stories. They work with the team to decompose those stories to the point that they are well understood so the team can act on them. The product owner prioritizes the backlog product owner helps in giving clarity to the team when they're stuck and they are a mouthpiece for the customer. In Scrum, how many artifacts are there and what are they? Now this is a more closed-ended question. The answer to this, the product backlog sprint backlog and the increment. Next question. What are the five formal events of Scrum? The sprint, the sprint planning event, daily scrum event, the sprint review, and lastly, the sprint retrospective. Now, 
just in case you're wondering, there's a sixth event that is not formally identified in the Scrum Guide. But in the Agile Practice Guide, it is mentioned in one of the practices, page 50 forward. And that event is called Backlog Refinement. So that is also something you should be aware of. Next question. Name the three roles in Scrum. We've kind of answered this today. Product owner, Scrum master, and the developers. In Kanban, to avoid going overboard and doing too much work, what mechanism or control is put in place at the top of each silo of the Kanban board? The answer is WIP limits, work in progress limits. This acts as a gauge and a gate at the same time to prevent too many items from making their way into those lanes on a Kanban board. Now we're moving on to some predictive questions very quick. I have often said that in order to master content for the PMP exam, you absolutely should know every process possible and you've got to know them down to the tiniest piece of detail about the process. Now, I'm not talking about cramming inputs and tools and techniques and outputs. That's not what I'm saying. In fact, that will not get you far on the exam. But knowing inside out what every process is, down to the letter, my friends, will help you. Pembok Guide 7th edition, unfortunately, does not break down content discreetly enough. It has the domains, but the domains are loosey-goosey without precision. And that is the difference between the Pembok Guide 7th edition and the Pembok Guide 6th edition. Or Process Groups, a practice guide recently released by the PMI. That's why they released it, because the seventh edition has not enough substance. So before you exam, spend some quality time decomposing what exactly happens in each process. It will greatly help you. Here's your first question. Out of all the processes that you've come across in the PMBOK guide, as you've been studying for the exam, which comes first? Now that's an easy question, isn't it? The answer to that is develop project charter. After develop project charter, which process would you work on next? Across the entire project, not in one area, but across the entire project. What would you work on next? you answered identify stakeholders you're right that will be the next thing you do you should identify your stakeholders next question 
in the knowledge area of risk management. Which process follows the implementation of a risk response? Okay, after you have implemented the risk response, what follows in risk management is the monitor risks process. Next question. You are in the process of sharing knowledge and lessons learned. Which process does this describe? The answer? Manage project knowledge. Next question. You are in the process of reviewing change requests and deciding approval or rejection. Which process does this describe? The answer? Perform integrated change control. Next question. You are monitoring physical resource usage and availability. Which process does this describe? The answer? Control resources. Next question. What is the formula for schedule performance index? The answer? Earned value divided by planned value or EV divided by PV. Next question. What is the formula for cost variance? Answer. Cost variance is equal to earned value minus actual cost. Next question. You have a cost performance index of 2. What does this mean? Answer. A cost performance index of 2 means that your project is under budget. That means you're doing really well. Your efficiency is twice as much as it needed to be to stay on track. That means you're putting in a dollar and you're getting two dollars value from it. Next question. You are a project manager in the process of checking work that is ongoing. You are auditing and investigating poor process causes. Which process does that describe? The answer? Manage quality. Thank you for joining me today, my friends. I really appreciate your listening in. For those of you on Spotify, remember you can actually watch some of these episodes in video format. Not all, but some of them. If you haven't already smashed that like button, I'd appreciate that you do. Remember, this is also listener-supported. You can find it on all platforms. Thank you very much. I wish you all the very best. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye for now. 
Hello there, my friends. Your buddy Phil here, Project Management Trainer and Coach. I always get a question from students. Phil, what do you recommend? Should I study the day before? And I got this question again from one of my friends, so I want to answer it for the benefit of everyone who's thinking. Studying the day before the exam, as far as heavy studying or stuff, I don't recommend it. First of all, it could throw you off. You could feel that there are things that you haven't studied and you could start panicking. You've got to understand the process and trust the process that everything you needed to learn, especially those of you who have been through my training, and you've taken the mock exam, you passed it really well, you passed it in the 80s, high 80s, 90s, you got to just calm down. Now, some of you say, Phil, I haven't taken the exam and I, I don't know what to do. Well, it's too late for you to take the mock exam the day before the exam. That wouldn't make sense. I do not recommend that. If you want to take our mock exam and you haven't already taken it um, and you are beyond, like if you're three days to the exam, that's still okay. But if you're the day before the exam, I wouldn't recommend it. What I would recommend instead is focusing on mindset, the mindset for success. And the mindset for success is covered in a number of videos that I have out there. But for those of you that haven't already heard it today, I'm going to play that entire audio clip so that you can get into the essence of the PMP exam and understand what they're looking for. What they're looking for is for you to solve problems. That's a summary. A servant leader solves problems, removes roadblocks, doesn't stand in the way of others, doesn't obstruct, doesn't make it harder than it already is. Instead, they make it simpler by removing impediments, obstacles, and blockers by mentoring, training, and coaching people, by aligning the vision and the team. That's really what a servant leader does. And on the exam, just to give you a little bit more clarity, the questions are not always going to have servant leader, facilitator, scrum master, product owner, so on and so forth. You actually may not see those terms at all on your exam. You might find them once or twice, but you got to understand it's the project management professional. So a lot of the questions are going to be posed as you are a project manager doing X, Y, Z. What should you do next? So as opposed to you just worrying about scrum master and facilitator and all these terms, get ready to not see those terms on the exam. Another piece of advice I have for you as far as the exam is concerned, is get prepared to not see as much Agile as you think. You could very well have questions that sound rather predictive, but they have Agile options, talking about iterations and increments and things like that. You could have questions that come from an Agile angle, but the options given do not sound as Agile as you think. So you could have a blend of Agile and predictive, giving a sort of hybridized type of question but you need to be able to feel out the questions those questions that are people oriented you got to be able to feel them out and just to clarify you very well could go through the exam and not have much mention made of the exact knowledge areas as you think it will be camouflaged in a lot of language and you'll be asked to solve a problem that's really what it boils down to and the problem is not going to be formula-based. It's not going to be rote knowledge area-based. It's going to be your project manager, you encounter this problem, what should you do? That kind of stuff. 
Alright, I hope this gives you some ideas of what to expect on the exam. The exam has changed quite dramatically, if I may add, since 2020. So if you were aware of the exam like back then, just be aware that it's really changed. Um, a lot of the information you're encountering is going to be very different. It's not going to be by the book as you expect from either Pembroke 6 or even 7. All right. So get ready to see that. I just wanted to give you a heads up about that. And um, if your exam is in the next day or two, you got to understand that you've got this. You are going to do well. You've got this. Just to give you a, a few last insights, you could expect questions that talk a, a, a little bit about conflict or complexity. Remember the Stacy complexity model? Understand that model well. Internalize it. The concept of stakeholders, uh, risk. Understand that you could get questions that are of a drag and drop nature, but they're not insurmountable. You could get questions that are select two. You could even get select three on this exam. You may not get as much earned value as others have. Um, you may not get, like I said, as much agile as others have. So just be ready, but understand it's definitely not going to be based on heavy knowledge area, process group kind of terminology, even though that could be baked in, but it's not going to be explicit. I hope this helps calm your mind a little bit about what to expect on the exam. And um, like I said, I will play that audio regarding the mindset. So let's jump into that.